Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Gay With God podcast, a safe place for us to share our stories and support one another. How long did we know? What challenges did we face? Did we lose our faith? When did we find our way back home? Or are we still searching? The stories you hear on this podcast will melt your heart and strengthen your belief that in God, all things are possible and you can be authentically gay with the God of your understanding. I'm your host, Midge Noble, and I am very honored that you are here. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Gay With God podcast. I'm Midge Noble, your host, and I am back today to talk about unspoken words. Before I do that, I want to give you an update on the memoir. I'm in a really good place at this point with the memoir. Just this past weekend, I did the final sign off on all the covers for the paperback, the desk jacket, for the hardcover, and for the ebook. And we're in discussions about the pricing of the book. And so that will be revealed later. But so far, I'm in a really good place because all of that is a little bit earlier in production than expected. And so I'm really hoping to have a soft launch. What they call a soft launch because I'll be doing an event in Connecticut in September and I'm hoping to actually have some books to sell there instead of just talk about the book. So that will be very exciting to do a little soft launch and I also hope to have memoirs available to those folks who have pre-ordered the book and I would love for them to have their book first. So we'll just see how that all works out. I have big dreams and we'll just see where it all lands. <laughs> but I'm so excited to be able to say that the launch is still scheduled for October 11th, 2023. So stay tuned for launch dates because I'll be going on the road within a pretty good distance of my house. But I'm going to be going on the road to do readings, to join your book club for a night, to do signings of the memoir if you purchase it. So I'm so excited to be able to connect to those of you who have been so supportive and really championed me as someone who could write this book. And so I would love to reconnect with you guys in person. So if you have a venue, um, your church, a woman's group, uh, your book club, or your LGBTQ meetup, I can be available either on Zoom or within a reasonable driving period of time. So connect with me at my email empoweredmidge at gmail.com. And if you would like me to come and be a part of any of your events, I would love to do that. And I would love to do that because I believe in this memoir and I believe in the message that we no longer as a community need to question how beloved we are with God and we do not need to try suicide or an attempt or to live in despair and depression throughout our whole entire life that we can have the relationship with the God of our understanding and I want this message to get out to people who need it so the more we can be visible that's going to help get the the message out. Having said that, the other message of the memoir are the unspoken words 
that many of us experience in our lifetime in our families. The unspoken words are the words that really could have and probably needed to have been said to us as we were experiencing our own growing up awkward years and our sexuality expressions. So those unspoken words often come from a place of of despair in the person who gives us the lack of words that we needed. So let me give you some examples of the unspoken words. The unspoken words could be something like, um, you are brave. I was wrong. I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. You're beautiful. You are special to me. You are capable. You can do it. You are creative. You are brave. So these unspoken words can create wounds when they are accompanied by an action. In the memoir, you're going to read of times where I really had some very traumatic experiences without my parents really meaning to do it, but they did it because they were also in distress. And of course, I was a child and I didn't know this. And that's what makes the unspoken words that much more powerful is that I was hearing the lack of these comforting words at times where I was really struggling myself to find my worth, my value, my belonging in the family. So if something traumatic happens, and I want you to just take a moment right now and think back to a time in your family that still resonates with you in a very powerful way right now. And it could be something that someone did say without the I'm sorry after. It could have been a time where someone hurt you physically or emotionally in a way and they never took ownership of it and they never said that they were sorry they never took responsibility for their actions because it's never the child's fault and so when you experienced any of the depression anxiety lack of self-worth these are examples of times when you were a child emerging and to have someone validate that experience for someone to be there to say you are creative you are brave to try that it didn't turn out but you were so brave to try that oh I think you're beautiful. And even if the child doesn't believe that themselves, when they continue to hear that, then it resonates with them. You are such a kind person and you're so nice to other kids and I love how you share and you are the best when it comes to someone who needs to be comforted. You do such a good job at that. If you didn't hear these things, then you probably heard things that were not as comforting and not as supportive And then the person that might have said those things to you may not have come back and said, I was just having such a horrible day. I was so angry. I was not directing that anger at you. I'm so very, very sorry. Those unspoken words that didn't happen after you were maybe blasted with something or they gave you some really horrible messages about your value in the family like you. I don't want you here. Grow up and get out of this house. You know, all of those messages that aren't followed up with 
a spoken word, those unspoken messages are so powerful and so painful for children. And even as adults now, if you're not getting messages about your value at work or from your spouse, it continues to resonate with us even as adults. And if you have had those messages as children and as you come into other relationships that you're dating someone and you marry someone, it is highly likely that we marry people who still have inklings of the behaviors from our childhood from people that we loved because we energetically are always trying to recreate a scenario so that we can work it out. The worst conference I ever went to, I went to a a session on marriage therapy and the lady blatantly just says, you probably married your father or your mother. Oh my gosh. I was like, no, I did not. But I think as I continue to grow and we experience each other on different levels, I think we both represent people from the past in our relationships where we are still working out some issues. And it may not be to the degree as it was when I was a child, but I'm pretty sure that there are remnants of some of those messages that I am still trying to work out now. So what do we do with all of these unspoken words and and how it resonates with us and what we're supposed to do with it now? Well, the good news is that we are never done emerging and growing and being able to become who we are to be. So it's sort of like an ongoing growth spurt for us. We get to a certain plateau or a certain level that we think we've achieved and then something else comes up and we need to grow some more. And that's okay. We do that spiritually. We're always, if we're we're actually really working on our spiritual path, we're always going to be questioning and looking deeper and trying to understand more about the God of our understanding. Or as I said one day, the God of my misunderstanding, because sometimes I don't understand God and, and what happened in the Bible and what happens today. However, I'm now at a place where I can contemplate that it is all in order. I just may not see the order. And that doesn't mean that there isn't a plan in place and the plan is maybe being taken care of. And I just don't know all the ins and outs about it. How many times have you, like myself, have fretted over the outcome of something and we try so hard to create the outcome that we want it to be and then we find out after something else happened oh, wow, I wouldn't have wanted that other outcome. Oh, this turned out so much better. If I can just stay out of my own way, (laughs) and maybe you feel that way too, just stay out of my own way, and I will be so much happier if I just let things evolve and be revealed to me. Not that I'm not working on things and I won't be moving forward because, you know, God expects me to do my part, but I don't need to fret so much. I don't need to worry so much. And sometimes I do. I find myself in those places where I just sit around and ruminate over things and how I think they need to be. And I kind of learned that a little bit from the, the law of attraction where you really consistently put out to the universe exactly what you want. And I think sometimes that's a little overrated because then that puts me in charge instead of letting things evolve naturally and maybe the way they're really supposed to be. So when you're ready for some self-reflection, and to start to heal from some of these traumas. The first thing I would suggest is to connect with your heart. Sit in silence 
and invite your spiritual guides, God, Holy Spirit, Jesus, to come in and sit with you and do some contemplative prayer where you sit in silence and you can ask God or the Holy Spirit to just be present with you and guide you through this and help you to heal. And then get yourself into the awareness of what could have been going on in the other person's journey. For example, between my mom and I, when I was really, really little, and she said those words to me that still wound me today when I think about them, what did my mom go through during that time? And see, this awareness of their journey and what they were experiencing can't happen when you're four and a half or five. That's why it's a journey. You're going to go through really bad things, and you've probably already gone through some really bad things, and you were too young to have these insights that I'm talking about now. And that's why being aware of what's happening now and looking back onto what was happening then can give you some clarity and some definition about it. So what was she going through? What were her stressors? What was her life like? Why would she have gotten to a place to say the things that she said to me that still resonate clearly today as they did back then? So find some awareness. Secondly, try to develop some empathy for her as someone that may not have been your mom or your father or your brother or your sister. Find empathy for that person's journey. Just as if they were somebody else that you were watching on a movie or seen something on the street that have empathy for how it would have been for them and how hard it might have been and how little coping skills they may have had, and how exhausted they were, how wounded they were at the time. This is a really good time to consider, do you need a coach to guide you through these emotional turmoil and the problems that you faced as you were younger? Because I can tell you that I deeply enjoyed going through spiritual direction when I was so wounded by the church because it gave me the clarity to say, yeah, that was wrong and it never should have happened. And I was validated for having those experiences. And I went through them on a loop almost like I would, I would get some clarity and I'd come out of it and I'd go right back in, (laughs) get some more clarity and I'd go back in. And it takes time to unpack and to get rid of some of those wounds and the pain that is residually left over. So coaching, therapy, self-help programs are all available to us now on Zoom, in person, so that we can work on ourselves through the trauma that the other person can probably never heal at this point. So even if my mom were to say sorry at this point, I still have to deal with the leftover shards of hurt that are left in me. And I can release her. I can forgive her. I can develop awareness and empathy. I still need to learn how to release it myself from inside of me. We can use prayer as a way to center ourselves, but we can also use prayer throughout the process of keeping ourselves connected 
to the God of our understanding because that is the one true place that all of the answers will flow from. So if you pray to God, if you pray to the Holy Spirit, if you pray to Jesus, if you pray to the creator of all that is, it doesn't matter. But connecting to your spiritual divinity in you and also an external divinity that you claim, that is a place to center yourself and feel supported. And using the journaling that many people love to do and are very good at, journal these feelings, get them out, share them with your coach or your therapist or a support group that you're going to, because those are things that can help you get it on paper and look at it and see it and even sometimes rewrite it if you're a writer write down all the stuff that you know you you just write it don't criticize it don't edit it just write it and then as you read back through it look for the times that you were feeling the pain so sharply that you didn't have the awareness of what the other person might have been going through at that time and there may be times that you may never know You might have been attacked by someone that you didn't know and never had any contact with since then. You may have gone through a job loss and that place is bankrupt and you can't heal that from what anybody else is going through. But that's when our imagination can also help us to create a scenario of what could have happened and always understand that when we are at our worst, that means that something's wrong. That we're going through something because we are light beings by nature. We were not born, I don't think, evil or awful. And I do believe that when we do come up with the most horrible actions, verbally or physically, that we are not really ourselves and something has happened to create that in us. That's why I believe in second chances, because there are many people who have done deplorable things that when they got, you know, clean or sober or able to deal with their own childhood trauma, they can become the person they were always meant to be. I've talked about Pema Chodron before and that she talks about sitting in the pain. So I need you to remember that there are no shortcuts to healing. We have to go through the pain and the hurt to get to the healing, the emotional healing on the other side. And when we do that, it's a process and it is a journey and we have to allow it to just be. And that's why sometimes having that support of a coach or a therapist or someone that you can rely on to help you through those times so that if you start to get stuck, they can help you get unstuck. When I was doing therapy, I talked to kids and to their parents about, you know, you have to go through the hurt to get to the healing, but we want you to swish and not drown. So it's important that you have that balance that you're going to dip yourself into the pool and you are going to feel the pain, but we don't want you to drown in it. And so that needs to be monitored by someone who can help you bring clarity as to far how far down are you going into this pain and do you need to come out of it a little bit do you need to redirect it do you what support do you need to get through it so be really aware of how much you're hurting 
And if you have a history of depression or suicidal ideations or suicidal attempts or gestures, you need to make sure that you don't go into the most painful memories and feelings alone. Make sure you have a support system in place. You yourself know how devastated you are by what you've gone through, whether it's religious trauma, abuse, verbal abuse, whatever it's been, you know what you've been through. And you might not be feeling it on that certain level because you've kind of glossed over it or ignored it and never dealt with it. But you know how bad it could get if you start to go back through it. I was surprised, as I've said, how much emotion got stirred up in me in the writing of this memoir. Even though I know my life, I know what I've been through, I know what's happened to me. However, writing it down, physically writing it down again and reading it out and reading, because reading it out, you find your mistakes. So reading it out loud became a whole different experience. Writing it was difficult enough, but then reading it out loud and hearing my voice say the words was a very different kind of emotional depth. Remind yourself that this is not a competition. What wounds I have may not be the same wounds and probably are not the same wounds as other people have, but we all experience it on the level that we've experienced it. So I don't want you to look at a competition or compare yourself to, well, oh, they have it so much worse. I don't have anything to worry about or I shouldn't have to deal with it or mine's not that bad. So I can't really say that I've had trauma. It doesn't matter the degree of what you're trying to compare because degrees have nothing to do with how your heart was affected. If your heart was wounded, that's all you need to know. And that's the pain that you have permission to release and to work through because you are worthy of all good things. And all good things come to us when we continue to get healthier and we get perspective and we're able to go into those moments of grace. In the book, after every chapter, I do something called a moment of grace where I look and reflect back on the experience that I had just written about and to try to find a way to give grace to the people who wounded me. I found this very empowering and it also helped me on my journey to get clarity. I mentioned earlier about having some kind of a self-help program and I want to remind you about a program that I'm an affiliate for called Wipeout Trauma by Dr. Keith Brown. If you are LGBTQ+, especially if raised in the conservative evangelical church, chances are pretty good that you have experienced abuses due to your identity and these abuses have resulted in identity trauma. Keith Brown understands that pain personally. Keith is a bisexual man. After working on his own healing, as well as that of his clients for over 30 years, Keith decided to take all his personal and professional experience and put it into a digital course to help you. In this Wipeout Trauma course, you will be led through a 10-day journey to create a systematic and practical plan that you will practice daily so that you can begin to heal. Healing takes time and effort, and Keith believes a game plan is helpful. As a bonus, Keith includes a forum community where you can ask questions, get support, and make connections with other students. This is an incredible and practical course, and it's available for you now at a low price. You just won't believe it.
So you can find that link on the show page at empoweredmidge.podbean.com. And like I said, whether it is coaching or therapy or a support group or this program that Keith has designed, I want you to remember that you're worth it. You are so worth being able to work through your traumas and your hurts and get to a place where you heal and become all that you were created to be. So I hope that you'll go to the show page and check out Keith's program. And if you need some personal coaching, you can always go to the show page at empoweredmidge.podbean.com or to my website, gaywithgod.com, and find a link to get connected to me. I'm also interested in your thoughts about what I talked about today. If you want to get in touch with me and let me know what resonated with you, Email your thoughts to empoweredmidge at gmail.com. That's where you can also reach me if you want to have me come and speak about my memoir. But empoweredmidge at gmail.com is a place where you can send me your thoughts and your feelings about this. And if you have questions that you would like me to answer, I would be glad to speak with you. So I want to thank you for honoring me each week by listening, subscribing, and sharing wherever you get your podcasts. I really appreciate your support. So check out the Facebook group, Gay With God, where we do a monthly Zoom group entitled My Faith Journey. That next faith journey is going to be on September 18th at 630, and the link will be provided in the Gay With God Facebook group. If you need support to help you through your coming out journey, Also go to the empoweredmidge.podbean.com show page or my website gaywithgod.com and scroll down and see how to connect with me for coaching. They ask me anything that I'm doing each month about the memoir. You can ask me any questions you want about the memoir or about myself. That next uh, meeting is going to be September 14th at 7 p.m. So please join us then to ask your questions. And if you still want to pre-order the book and get some of the perks, you can go to gaywithgod.com and look for the book information, and you can still pre-order. If you are listening to this podcast and are questioning whether you can be gay and be in relationship with the God of your understanding, if you identify as LGBTQIA+, or not even sure if you are gay, God has always been within you, even when you didn't know it, you have always been gay with God. Thank you, everybody. Stay tuned to see how you can join the Gay With God community. And as always, you are loved. I want to invite you to become a part of the Gay With God community. How can you do that? Stay connected by messaging me your thoughts and comments in the comment section under the downloads of the show on the Gay With God show page. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen and share, share, share so we can increase our community outreach and be a light to those who are struggling to claim their faith. Consider being a sponsor so I can highlight your service in our community. We are all worthy of respect and a relationship with the God of our understanding. I want to thank you in advance for supporting this podcast. Together, we as a community will keep this show visible and our community stronger. Deep gratitude to my friend Tim McClendon of Tim McClendon Music for allowing me to use an excerpt from Interlude 4, a song found on his CD entitled Sundance.